Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. Well, hello, Aki. Well, hello, Stevie. Hello. Hello. Here we are. Here we the are. Season finale. At the end. We are at the end. Huzzah. We made it. At last, we've reached the end. Ba, 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 the final curtain. What song is that? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I think it's Sinatra or something. It must be Sinatra. Isn't it New York? No, no it's not New York, surely. I did it my way. Oh, I saw it's my way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I did it my way. Well, welcome to our way. Set phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. Uh, as you know, my name is Aki, and I burst into spontaneous song. And my name is Stevie, and I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I hit sound effect buttons. You hit sound effect buttons. It's my trick. Uh. Yes, and today we are talking about the season finale of season two of Star Trek Picard, entitled Farewell. It is Stardate 2210506.2. And uh, gosh, what a, <laughs> what a wonderful, crazy trip it's been. Am I right? You are. Good Lord. What a time. What a time. I Did you see this ending coming? Um, uh, uh, like part of it, but not certainly not all of it. Certain things I was like, wow, wow, you know, mm. I have to say, very satisfied, love a rom-com ending, very happy, <laughs> very happy with things. We I don't both know how love the, a rom-com. The angry nerds uh, feel about rom-com endings, but I'll say I'm in the Venn diagram where Star Trek plus, uh, you know, they get together <laughs> in the end is... It's a, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful There's feeling. Lots of get-togethers. Everyone pairs off. Poor Elnor, he's the only one that doesn't get a, a love interest. Well, but he's young. He's so young. He's a Romulan. He'll be alive for years. Oh, a lot of problems were solved. I can't believe none of us thought it'd be a very simple thing that, yeah. <laughs> Nicely wrapped up in a bow. Just, they really, they must have been like, wait till they see how we do this. Uh, but before we get into how they <laughs> saw us, how they did it, let's talk about how we do this and talk about Patreon. Yes, we Segway? have Patreon. Huzzah! Uh, Patreon.com forward slash set phases where you can join us. You can join us for our live streams. We actually have a, a, a patron currently joining us. Kevin, hello to you. Um, oh, Kevin. Yes, this is only available for our, our patrons. You can join us for Zoom hangs. We like to hang on Zoom. And we're still trying to figure out how we will do our formerly Netflix watch parties and now some possibly some sort of synchronized watch party, a bit like synchronized yeah. swimming, except it's less effort. Um, but you can do all that and more, of course, with us on patreon.com forward slash set phasers. Yes, you can. And you'll have a great time doing it. I guarantee you'll like the way you look, et cetera. Save the less <laughs> as for savings. So with that said, <laughs> shall we run it down? Let's.
It's time to run it down. Can you run it down for me? Talk about the car down. Run it down for me. Start over, We finally got it. Um, the uh, listen. If we talked about timey-wimeyness, this is when the time gets completely unwimeyed. We begin with Picard noticing that the bullet holes in the house are the same bullet holes that he remembers his family pointing out as being from the Nazi area. A- area? Era. <laughs> the Nazi era. And uh, uh, But those are the ones that the Borg made, so maybe they're thinking this was the right move, we're on the right track. But there still is the problem. Yes, okay. Uh, Borgati is gone. Took the ship, lost the random bounce, went off to the Delta Quadrant to do whatever Borgati is going to do. But now they've still got their issue where they got to save Renee, and Adam Sung is in the wind. Talon knows something when she hears about this. There need to be two Renees, one who lives and one who dies, but says they'll discuss it later, which I don't think she has any intention of doing. They boom, they boom, they beam to Talon's uh, apartment. I wrote boom instead of beam in my notes. By my bad. And... Uh, uh, they are able to locate Sung. He's at his uh, uh, his uh, apartment. I don't know, flat, uh, beautiful mansion, beautiful poolside, L.A. house, whatever. And uh, Talon is saying that she's going to transport into launch day uh, because they're going to break quarantine because this, today is the day that they go in, get in the ship, fly, and she's going to watch out for Renee because that's what her job is to do. And just as she transports away, Picard steps into her smoky transport bubble and goes with her, surprising the whole crew. We hit the credits. We come back. Preparations are indeed beginning for this Europa mission. Uh, and Picard is trying to stop Talon from what he thinks he knows she's going to do. Uh, he thinks that Talon's going to sacrifice her life in order to save Renee. Picard thinks there must be a different way to interpret what was said by Gerardi. But Talon says, you can't stop me. Your fate my fate is not yours to decide. She doesn't need saving. She never has. So, while that's happening, the team beams into Sung's place. They hear his voice, and he's talking about some kind of drone launch. But it's just a recording. But then they realize, uh, oh, shoot, Sung is at the launch because uh, uh, they find that out. But they see there are still four heat signatures in the uh, the house. It's a weird house. And they open up a closet, and what are in there? But four drones about to launch. Uh, three minutes and 45 seconds till they go. Rafi figures that uh, Sung figured that they were going to try to come there and try to destroy them. And indeed, they are rigged to blow if they even but tamper with them. So she's going to try to get manual control. Meanwhile, Talon goes, uh, I think she beats somebody up, takes their clothes in their uh, thing. Maybe she just knocks them out gently. And uh, she's able to infiltrate uh, the Europa mission people. Sung is there and he's being very uh, petulant and rich and dumb. And he's demanding just he wants to she wants FaceTime with the astronauts because of the money he donated. And the person who's with him is trying to be like, oh, okay, gosh, she seems so aggressive and unpleasant. Uh, Talon goes to visit Renee. Renee's like talking to herself. She's like, today's the day. And I, I really, I feel ready for it. I feel like I could do this. Uh, and uh, turns around and she's like, who are you? And Talon's like, oh, I'm uh, replacing uh, Jane who got fell ill or yeah. Maya. Uh, and Renee's like, absolutely not. I know everybody that's on this mission and what their deal is. Plus, you're wearing her name tag. What is your deal? You look familiar. I've seen you somewhere. Meanwhile, Sung is yelling at his uh, handler because he doesn't like her attitude. She's not uh, blindly confident in herself and all the things she does. Talon comes clean to Renee. 
Uh, Renee has seen her before because the pendant that Renee wears is one that was given to her by Talon when her boat capsized off the shores of Martha's Vineyard when she was about 10 years old. And she realizes, uh, Talon realizes that even though she's been hiding from Renee her whole life, she has always sort of wanted Renee to know that she was there to, to sort of be seen as the guardian angel. Perhaps not the angel part, but the guardian. And she asks Renee to trust her. Rafi, meanwhile, is working on the drones. The uplinks begin. All the drones get out uh, and because uh, she can't hack quick enough. But she th- thinks she can still get man in control of one. And so she's working on that. Uh, God, this is where it's complicated. Sung uh, uh, is walking down the hall after he's ditched his handler. And Renee comes running out of the room asking Sung for help because there's a crazy woman in there trying to talk to her. And Sung is like, oh, okay. And he puts his hands on his face like a creep. And then he's like, come follow me. We'll get help. And they run down the stairs. Uh, Rafi manages to get control of one of the drones uh, so that Rios can try to fly them. Sung, it turns out, had given Renee a fatal, fast-acting neurotoxin. Fast and fatal. And he says, looks like you're about to greet the future after all. <laughs> like a bad guy. He walks off, monologuing to himself about how great he is. And uh, she stumbles down the stairs and finds Picard downstairs outside. That's when we realize it must be Talon. Uh, because... Uh, Renee Picard doesn't know about Picard Picard. Uh, Rios manages to use the one drone to knock out the other three drones with a fancy bit of a ricochet. <laughs> Rios cochet. Okay, that didn't work. Talon Renee is dying in Picard's hand. Meanwhile, the rocket takes off with the actual Renee Picard on it. Picard tells Talon to look up. Talon tells Picard to absolve himself of uh, the guilt he feels over people dying. And then she dies. <laughs> One Renee who lives and one who dies. Nah. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> at Sung's, uh, the whole house is in disre- disrepair because it's later. And Sung realizes that his mission failed uh, because Renee is broadcasting live from Europa and talking about how great it is. And he's drinking and he's super frustrated. He smashes his glass to a case. And then he looks at his computer and he sees that his files are being deleted. He's losing all his work. Who's doing that? Oh, it's just Corey. Remember Corey, his daughter slash experiment from before? Uh, she's in a library on, uh, I forgot what they call their weird fake Oculus device, but she's in one and she's deleting all the files and she reaches out to him and says, hey, I'm the one deleting all your files and I'm doing it so that there's a new future for both of us. And then there's a full purge of all his files. He'll never have his information again. He's an old man alone, drinking in his beautiful laboratory with all of his money. And he reaches into a desk drawer and pulls out a manila file that says, Project Car. They really held on their Project Con for a long time in the episode. It was like, hey, Project Con. Uh, Okay. You were so right. I that's what you were talking about. Okay, I thought so. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. One of your tinfoil theories paid off. Well, I you know, even a broken clock is wrong twice a day. What can I say? (laughs) Uh, I'm gonna keep saying Lorca till it's true. Wow. Uh, meanwhile, Corey gets a message uh, on her uh, device. It's like, hey, if you want to know what happens next, go to this address. Oh, so Corey's like, hey, all right. Well, you know, my life is my own. I do what I want. She goes to this address. It's on a pier. And who should she turn around and see but none other than Wesley Crusher? 
Vince, just keep on coming, people. Uh, yeah, Wesley Crusher, uh, Will Wheaton as the Traveler. Uh, he explains that they are the ones who dispatch the supervisors to maintain the grand tapestry of the universe and says to Corey that there are two paths before her. The first path leads to a perfectly normal life. The second, that's the path that leads to everything else. It will give her life purpose and meaning, but it cannot guarantee her safety. And Corey's like, I've never been safe. Let's do this. And Wesley welcomes her to the travelers and they beam right out of there. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Corey, <coughs> Corey Sung's timeline wrapped up. She joins the Travelers. Back at the Chateau, Riohost has collected all of the, quote, butterflies that they think they might have dispersed throughout the timeline there, all the badges and the things and the tricorders. Seven is still not sure that it's worked, but Rafi is like, it has to have worked. Otherwise, everything that we sacrificed and that we lost uh, had no meaning. Also, they're totally stranded in the past. And so what are they going to do? And Rios is like, well, uh, you guys could come to L.A. Because uh, he's like, I'm definitely living my whole life with Teresa and her child, Ricardo. Rafi uh, checks in to make sure Seven is all right. And it's like, hey, I know that we're stuck here and whatever. And now you're a Borg and you don't have a ship. But it's not like you got to, like, be around me all the time because I'm thinking about exploring my own options. Don't have to be, like, super weird or whatever. We can just be cool about it. And Seven cuts her off with a beautiful kiss. And so they're back together. In earnest, we think, you know, at least for the time being, uh, that's all good. They're like, listen, if we're going to spend our time in the 21st century, we're going to spend it together. Uh, Picard is on his own at that hallway to the door where he had the key and let his mom out. He takes the stone out of the wall and hides the key, putting it back in place. Another bit of the timeline preserved, alas. And then he hears the voice of Q. Bravo, destiny. Left for the little boy you will be in the future to find. And then we find Q at long last, sitting sadly in the solarium. I felt pretty good on the alliteration there. Uh, Q knows <laughs> that Picard thought of destroying the key, but he knows that Picard chose the timeline that he needed to choose to be the John Luke that he is. And so, at long last, as was posed at the end of the first episode, Jean-Luc is absolved. It was about forgiveness all along, says Q. But Picard says, why? And Q says, know thyself. But Picard is still like, why? And Q's like, finish the sentence. And Picard says, why me? Uh, and Q is like, hey, man, I'm dying. I'm going to die alone. And I don't want that to be what your life is like, buddy. Because even though I'm basically a god, you're one of my favorite weirdo mortals ever since the beginning. You're so sweet. I love you, bro. Uh, and he's like, hey, you're now unshackled from your past. You've confronted this thing. And Picard still wonders why it matters. And Q says, does it always have to be a major thing? Has it always got to be about the end of the universe? Can it just be that, you know, it matters to me that you end up happy? And also, I got one last surprise in store for you. What surprise could that be? The whole gang walks out of the thing and they go into the vineyards and there they meet Q. Well, Rafi wants to kill him. Why? Because remember, Elnor's dead. Uh, he's like, you can certainly probably kill me in my weakened state, but uh, you definitely, uh, the effort of sending you guys back to your timeline is going to kill me for sure. Uh, and he's like, and Rios is like, oh, okay, but I'm going to stay. Uh, I never really fit in the future and I want to stay here with Teresa and Rios. He's home. Picard tells him to make a good future. Rios says, time is a funny thing. And Q says, oh, it is. With Rio staying, Q says, hmm, maybe there'll be some surplus energy 
for a little surprise gift. But it's time to go. And before he does, Picard gives him a hug so that he knows he's not alone. And one final time, Q snaps his fingers. And we're back in the present. Remember the ship in the first episode that was being attacked by the Borg, but the Borg was only stunning people. Everyone was running around. Everyone was on the ship because they had the whole thing because they got a message from the rift in space that needed the, the Borg wanted to join the the Federation. And it was all crazy. But Picard now turns around. He's, he hears the music, the song about uh, not being worried about anything or whatever in French. And the thing, he, turns, <laughs> he cancels the auto-destruct sequence and he orders the crew to stand down. And he allows the Borg Queen to proceed. The song was one that he knew, uh, that she knew, that his mother played for him when he was a child to calm him down. Because that Borg is none other than Borgati. Yes, Picard talks to Agnes slash Borg Queen slash Borgati and wonders if it is still Agnes in there. And Agnes is like, yeah, a little bit. And he's like, what's the deal? And she's like, listen, if we don't act soon, a bunch of people will die because there's a massive spike of neutrino emissions in the center of the quadrant. It's a galactic event. And Borgatti knew the only way to save the quadrant was to harmonize the Starfleet shields of the entire fleet with that of her Borgcraft, which is why she needed access to a ship, which is why she needed a friend. And Picard says, all right, fine, let's do this. They alert the fleet. He's like, you know what? Uh, Captain Rios is gone. So he turns around to... Seven, he's like, hey, this ship has got some Borg, you know, uh, artifact technology on it. Field promotion, Captain Seven of Nine. Seven of Nine? Yes. Oh, is that a dun-dun-dun? Dun? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Captain! Oh! Yeah, yeah. Sorry, you want, you want the Seven of Nines? Okay. Of course! <laughs> I'm sorry, so sorry. As she sits in the chair. She's the one, the only. She's Seven of Nine. It's seven of nine, Captain Seven of Nine to you, my friends. And she's like, Great, tell the whole fleet to stand down, board queen, do what you gotta do. I'm in the chair, let's make it happen. Uh they're, they are put into a big grid formation in front of this weird anomaly. It's a bright anomaly. Uh, the, all the ships uh, harmonize their shields with the Borg, and, but one ship is not working. It's the Excelsior ship. Ships are off. They contact the Excelsior, and who should respond but Elnor, who's like, <gasps> Raffi, you're there? Huh? How? The last thing I remember is I was on La Serena fighting that, and she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, the gift from Q. Elnor is back ladies and gentlemen uh so he resets the shields and the crazy event goes off there's light and fire and streams and pulse pulsing rings bloom, 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 bloom. and the bright enamel it's high in the sky everyone can see it from all the planets it's a big bright thing happening in the center of the quadrant it's a big old big old big old mess and it's shooting into the line of ships, and the, the shields are trying to hold, and it's all this brightness. Laser, 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 space laser. Uh, but then it stops, it goes out, and it turns into a giant lavender electric transwarp conduit, the likes of which we've never seen before. And they're like, what is the deal here? We've never seen anything like this. It's like a, a wormhole, but, but to where, or for what, or for why? 
Borgati knows something of the situation, but she says this is all part of something that may be something like an attack, but that needs further uh, observation, and that's why we the Borg were, were requesting provision. We the Borg were requesting provisional membership. I say that five times fast to the Federation, so as to remain here as the guardian at the gate here at this transwarp conduit and see what happens. And so, it is. We shoot now to the the epilogue. Picard is in Guinan's bar talking to Guinan, and Guinan's like, yeah, okay, you want me to solve this whole thing with how this happened? I knew I couldn't tell you that I first met you the second time in that bar in the aughts or whatever, the 2020s, because you had to do that on your own. It was your own journey to go on, and so I had to be cool about it. Anyway, I figured you'd figure it out. Plus, I've been leaving this photo of, of Rios and Teresa on the wall forever and ever here at 10 Forward, and you never saw it. And he's like, wow, what happened to them? Well, basically, they led people through the hard times of that turbulent uh, era. Uh, and what happened with Ricardo? Well, he was able to clean the seas and cleanse the sky with what? An organism Auntie Renee brought back from Europa. Teresa died of old age, and Rios died slightly before her in a bar fight in Morocco over medical supplies with a cigar. He lived... How he died, died, how he lived. He did all the, he, he was Rios to the end, basically. Uh, Picard gives Elnor a drink. They all toast to family because that's what they are. And Picard excuses himself. He goes back to the chateau. He discovers packed bags in the cell. Oh, oh, oh my God. I just forgot her name and I didn't write it down. What's the name? Talon's uh, non-Talon. Laris. Laris. I was like, Talart? Latrat? Couldn't remember. Talon Laris <laughs> discovers Laris's bags packed. Rot. She's in the solarium. I know. Don't. I. My life is a whole thing about almost remembering what I'm trying to say. She got the solarium restored. It's beautiful. It's nighttime. They're looking up at the stars. He asks what she'll get up to next. She says she's going to go on her own adventures. Picard says, "You know, time and it's funny. There's so many things, memory we wish we could do again. Things we wish we hadn't done in the first place. But time doesn't give us second chances. Maybe the person does." Uh, it does sound a bit like a Bob Dylan song. Time doesn't give us any chances, but maybe it doesn't again. Uh, and Laris is like, cool, yeah, we should do that. And then they hold hands and they look up at the stars and we pull back from the Picard estate. And here endeth season two of, well, Picard. Farewell. Can we chat about that? Or you, well, yeah, let's right chat there? about it. Yeah, so we had some, okay. some doggy emergencies. Let's okay, chat about right. that. I say, darling, let's do a quick chat about that. Yes, 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 yes let's do. Well. Well. Well, indeed. Things were timey-wimey and they got on meat. Yeah, they did. It just, ah, uh, I did, I did really enjoy it. I got all my satisfaction from the loose ends being tied up. But I wonder yes. if it was just all tied up a bit too neatly. Like Q's yeah. main motive just being, well, I wanted to be a good pal. Like, yeah. that was just, that fell flat a bit for me. Because I was just, I was did really hoping. Really? Yeah, I was just thinking there was something bigger. Oh my God, I was so into it. It was such a beautiful bromance thing. It was Q lovely. Well, but, Q always ruins Picard's life on a whim, right? But it just felt so sinister going through it and then to just be like, hey, let's be buds and let's have a hug at the end. Q. Let's have a hug, shall we? Let, let's have an hug. Let's have an hug. Let's have a hug. 
Well, Come here, he lads. Knew. Come here. Let's have. Let's hug it out. Come here, lads. Let's have an hug. There was literally not a northern accent in that entire thing, and yet I've managed to bring one in. Not a bit. But um, it would be great if Q was <laughs> north. Uh, I thought that yes, I it was. I was surprised that it wasn't like. Well, because there's a black hole at the center of the universe, it's going to lead to a thingy thing. You know, there was none of that. But uh, I thought it was nice. I do think Q often uh, steps in the way of Picard and does all this stuff just because he's like, wants to know what Picard's whole thing is about. He's like, what's your deal? You're going to defend humanity? Mm. What's your deal? You're going to make these choices? The last time I met, he sent Picard forward and backward in time and all good things. Uh, in this instance, P Q is dying. And perhaps his best friend in all existence uh, is the one person who uh, understands him the, the best is Picard. And he's, as he takes stock of his life and of his friends, he realizes Picard has this block and he's like, he's got to unmoor himself from this, this tragedy that he's forgotten. It's driven him to madness. Uh, or, or not madness, but it's driven him to, to a lonely, sad existence. I don't know. I thought it was sweet. Okay. I, it could have been cooler. When you say cooler, what do you mean? Like, did you have it an could idea? Have been, uh, I mean, now that I know what it is, I was just so satisfied with how much hugging there was at the end of this <laughs> episode. But, uh, you know, if it had been like Q was trying to figure out he needed the thing and the key, it was the key to Picard helping him go to the continuum mm. and beg for his life to continue. And then that's what got the crew back together for season three and so on and so forth. But I was very satisfied with this. This whole season, uh, I thought, was a cool way to set up this third season. Uh, you know, I'm wondering what on earth they're going to do with the third season now. Like, it mean? almost tied it up so neatly. I was like, where, where like, it, it almost doesn't seem to be a need, except for the fact that they opened a big con, trans yeah. conduit thing. There's a huge trans conduit out there, and Corey is part of the travelers, and there's some sort of attack on humanity uh, or, or all uh, sentient life in the quadrant, and mm. Gerardi is the queen of the Borg. All right, all right, all right. Fair enough. Tell me you're the I queen of the Borg. Okay, so I think uh, that it seems to me if they were going to, you could get the crew back together to go through the transwarp conduit. Oh. See what's on the other side, right? Interesting. Interesting. That's my theory. Find out where it goes. Mm, okay. Yeah, because I think Borgati says that it's part of some sort of attack. They don't fully understand what the attack is for or why. Mm. So then it also belies Q's whole thing where he says it's not about a galactic event, it's just about me being your friend and wanting you to be happy. But then also, as soon as they get back, Rafi's like, oh shit, it's a galactic event. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Which they needed Picard there for. And he needed to be able to trust the Borg Queen, which means he had to remember that the song was a song from the childhood with his mom, which means he had to resolve all of his mommy issues, which means he had to go back and remember the whole traumatic situation with his mother and his father. It's all connected, man. But you're right. It was a little, I mean, I guess I liked that it wasn't, what I liked about it was that it wasn't what I expected. I didn't expect Q to be like, hi, I'm sad and dying, you know, at the end. Yeah, I didn't expect that either, but. Borgati? Borgati. A Borg that can have friends? I mean, that was obviously where it was going, was because, you yes. know, the, 
beginning question was who is the Borg Queen? And you correctly guessed some some maybe halfway through. Oh, looks like it's going to be. I mean, at first, I think you know we all wanted Gerardi not to be taken over by the Borg. Yeah. <laughs> but then we realized it's it's inevitable. So yeah, it's cool that it is Borgati. Uh, Borgati. I don't know. I, there was a part of me that was disappointed that Gerardi didn't come back to her normal self. But I guess. I mean, maybe at the beginning I was like, oh, you know, maybe she'll kind of sort her shit out and then she and Rios can be together. And that's the rom-com ending for those two, but not to be. Mm-hmm. Not to be. They they challenge our expectations. I bet they were like, here are the things that people expect to happen and how many of them we're going to have them work out. Like, we got our Rafi 7 combo, which is like, you know, a little bit of more rom com in the in that I think we knew the whole time that they were going to end up back, you know, having resolved their issues and back together but that they both had to go on a journey of loss and discovery before they could truly embrace one another mm. uh, without uh, uh, excess baggage of being a Borg or being manipulated, afraid of being alone. You know, uh, Rafi has all this abandonment issues and uh, Seven has sort of the opposite issues, having been part of <laughs> the collective. Uh, so I thought that was sweet. Uh, you know, Rafi, uh, not Rafi, Rios and Teresa. I mean, I'll miss Rios. I really enjoyed his, uh, contribution to the yeah. show. And now he's dead, uh, dead, dead, dead. And dead. now he's dead, dead. He's time dead. He's dead, dead, doubly dead, dead, dead. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's a bit timey-wimey. Leaving, leaving him there is a bit timey-wimey. Leaving him there is timey-wimey, but he didn't... But the thing that was cool about it is that they didn't say, like, and then Rios and Teresa had a kid, and their kids, you know, Marco is the one who discovered a way to clean the seas or whatever. Uh, it was like, she already had this kid, Ricardo. Like, probably all this would have worked out, but Rios being there connects Teresa and Ricardo to Rene Picard, allowing, uh, you know, all that to happen. Anyway... And I guess Ricardo seeing what Rios had had as a space spaceman uh, allowed him to uh, dream bigger than perhaps he might have done. Uh, I don't know. There was a lot of there was a lot of timey wimey. It's weird that at the end they're like, "Oh, we just collected all the things we left behind and we're good now, right?" Yeah. Got our badge, got a thing. To talk to the FBI agent, like, "Hey, man, just don't say anything to anybody." Great, cool. Uh, wasn't there? Were there other people who saw crazy stuff? Anyway, they wrapped it up. You're right. It was very neatly wrapped up. But they started, They like, the climax was, like, 25 minutes in. Like, uh, yeah. Talon dying, you know, and then the rest of it was sort of, like, a lo- oh, Wes, Wes returning and taking Corey into the Travelers and Q having a heart-to-heart with Picard and then seeing Borgati in the future. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Psst, psst, the transwarp conduit. I don't know. I feel like that was all a desire to explore Picard's inner emotional landscape. Yeah, pretty much. The whole thing was a platform for Picard and to resolve his mummy issues, I suppose. Mummy yes. and daddy issues. Yes. But also, then, is that going to change the way he is uh, with his crew? Is he going to be like super huggy now? Huggy? With- Everyone well, I mean, in he's, the crew next season. He's going to be like, yeah. hey, I'm, I'm not weird around kids and stuff anymore. Like a total Picard. Well, he definitely had, he softened, softened? He softened in season one anyway. Do you remember when he was chummy with um, Elnor when he was a kid? He was, but he also 
only sort of, you know? And then had that weird, he has like a weird strained relationship with children that he knows. Mm. He's lucky that Elnor is Elnor uh, and that Wesley uh, is uh, traveling through time and space. He's a traveler. 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 I once did a gig with uh, someone who I think was the niece of the actor who played the traveler. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know why you need to know that or the mm. internet does, but I did it once. Anyway, I thought it was cool. She was cool. And it was cool. Should we move on to quotable moments? Quotable moments. Any quotable moments about at you, Stevie? Uh, I liked the one at the end. The very yes. final quote, if you like. Um... And I, you, I can't find my notes. But yes, the the very final one was my favorite. I think we, uh, the one Picard says. Yes. Uh, As he's there are moments up to in Paris. our lives we fear yes. to relive, and others we long to repeat. Yes. When time cannot give us second chances, maybe people can. Okay. Yeah. I can't really do a Picard, but yeah, that was a pretty good one. <laughs> that was definitely a speech moment. Jean Luc. Sometimes I think the only reason I come here is to listen to these wonderful speeches of yours. Yeah, well, speaking of wonderful speeches, Q, hit him with the, the, the big stuff. Humans, your grief, your pains, fix you to moments in the past, long gone. You're like butterflies with your winds, wings pinned. And then when Picard is like, but seriously, why did it matter? Uh, he says, must it always have galactic import, universal stakes, celestial upheaval? Isn't one life enough? You ask me why it matters. It matters to me. You matter to me. I thought it was very, very sweet. Uh, Gosh, I have so many. Uh, Talon calls him Sweet Picard. (laughs) Sweet Picard. Your guilt must have saved planets by now. Countless lives and trade for the one you couldn't. I got to tell her maybe she'll remember me and know she was worth all of it. You helped me give that to her. Absolve yourself. Or the only life left unsaved will be your own. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, uh, there's another one that I will do. Uh, well, at, at the very end, when we see Borgatti and uh, Seven gives her control, Seven says, Agnes, be brilliant. And Borgatti says, always. Which is a sign that Agnes is still in there. She also calls Picard Mr. So yes. we know Agnes is still... Still kind of piloting the ship. There was a lot of great stuff in this uh, episode. So many wonderful things. Uh, gosh. It's hard to say goodbye. Mm. Mm. Oh, Rios, when he says he's going to stay in the past, he says, I never fit, you know, nothing stuck. I mean, I was living alone on a cargo ship with five holographic versions of myself. Not very encouraging. So maybe he does walk in the past. <laughs> maybe. With uh, cigars and his beautiful hair. Uh, any news? Should we go to news or should we go to the next time? Uh, I don't have news. Well, obviously, the Strange New World um, pilot. Well, I suppose it's is it a pilot or is it just episode one? Because clearly they've made, they've made Did the whole thing. Did you watch it? Yes, of course. I haven't seen it yet. Watched it. I, How I didn't want to get distracted. You? Well, listen, I came out last night. I, you know, as of the recording of this, I was like, okay, I watched Picard. Should I watch Strange New Worlds and complete? No, I gotta wait till Friday. Sorry, don't tell me anything. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, well, that's. let's just go to next time. All right, then. Next time on Set Phasers. 
Well, next time on Set Phasers, I guess we'll talk about episode one of Strange A New A World. Uh, the title of which I don't know. I haven't looked up anything about it. I think it's Do literally just entitled Strange New Worlds. I was oh, trying to figure that cute. out, but yes. Great. It is. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed the program, please find uh, episodes of our, our podcast wherever you get your podcast from. We have talked about all the new uh, franchises of Star Trek and some of the old ones a little bit every now and again. So please just find us uh, and we drop new episodes every Monday whenever we can. Mm -hmm. Become a patron, patreon.com forward slash set phasers. A big thank you to our commanders, Chad, Kevin and Kyle. Um, for, thank you so much for being on this journey with us. We uh, look forward to continually going boldly with you on our continuing mission of <laughs> finding new Star Trek. I did not think that through. Mm. Uh, but yes, patreon.com forward slash set phasers. We are having a Zoom hang very soon. We are in we are in the month of May, so we're planning. We're in the planning stages now. But please do join us. It would be fun and we would love to see you there. Oh my God. We're on Facebook and Instagram also as Set Facers Podcast. Feel free to follow us and join in the conversation of all things track, meme, game, strong man, Stevie. Woo! Good you job. You know what I just realized? Mm. Before we do this, what? we didn't do Faith of the Heart for Tower. <gasps> oh, should we? Should we, should we yeah, turn, turn this music off. Turn this oh, music off. Oh, hang on a minute. Off. Wait. Hey, that's the got to first time I could yes. fucking use that. <laughs> oh, dear. <clears throat> it all worked out in the end. Talon, we don't know why you hated Guinan and said you would claw her eyes out through the voice of a small child, but you helped Picard move through a lot of internal drama. Literally, you entered his mind and your eyes went milky white. Also, you sacrificed yourself for Rene Picard so she could fly to Europa and come back with a weird organism that would save the planet. But also, also, you looked a lot like Laris, and that was weird for all of us. <laughs> Nonetheless, for your sacrifice, you had faith of the heart. <laughs> Expertly done. Yeah, that was that was uh, beautiful. Totally impromptu. Back to. Next time. The about the actro. There we are. Yeah, and we're back in the outro. Anyway, yeah, please. We're on Facebook and Instagram. And if uh, you want to hear sweet, sweet content, like the stuff that we make right here on the fly, off the cuff, you'll find us there. Uh, I think that's it. Okay, great. Well, uh, um, till next time, I'm Stevie Manns. Where did you go? I just was laughing at the way you said, okay, great. <laughs> I was multitasking. It's hard work being here. Okay, great. Ah! Uh, and I am, uh, and I am, uh, and I am interested. And, and I am, uh, uh, I'm Are you a Borgaki? Oh, are you a Borgaki? I'm Borgaki. <laughs> Stevie, you come through with the win. You, you did it. You did it. And I'm Borgaki. Computer. Next time. Oh shit. Computer. End program. Oh, sweet lord. Yeah, that was this is hard work. Lots of new buttons. Yeah. Well, listen, we we did everything we said we would do. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs>